Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Haberman and Milkoff. I'm Guy. That's John. This is our YouTube channel and our podcast. Wherever you're listening, what are you doing over there? Oh. <laughs> you're not alone, John. I got a rat dog. I can't tell where the front, where the back is from here, but uh, that's Lolly hanging out as well. If you're listening to the podcast, great. Five stars and uh, share it with your friends, your enemies. If you're watching the podcast, fantastic. When you hit that like button, that makes you a sponsor. The algorithm kicks it off to people. And uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that little ding button as well. We are brought to you by our friends at Tito's. Tito's Handmade Vibe. John, uh, I have a Tito's toast I'd like to share today. Do you have one? Fire away. Well, I had one earlier. It was to Bob Melvin, who looks good in a Giants uni, John. Our boy, Bo Mel. Spent a lot of time talking to Bo Mel over the years. But I've got to change my toast. My toast, we don't usually tell you what time of day we're doing the show, but today it's it's 4.07 p.m. Pacific time. And my toast today is to all the people who DM me. My phone started blowing up. I was sitting at lunch, started getting all these DMs. What is going on? And they all said, like, are you okay? Where are you? What is going on? Turned out I'd set the live stream for like noon. And people were just here hanging out on YouTube waiting for us to start. Where are we? I got several health checks today. So thanks gotcha. to everybody that understood it was uh, miss uh, mistimed. It was a four o'clock start with the wrong start time on it. So here we are. Uh, so thank you, lunch. Uh, Jimmy V's. Remember, Jimmy, I went and saw my buddy Carter who works at Stanford. It's the Stanford. Uh, oh, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You know yeah. talking about? You probably ate there when you were scouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still there, kind of in the basketball court. Still there, still there. right there attached to the football offices. Andrew Luck <laughs> came right out and walked by wearing a backpack, hopped on a bicycle with a kitty, uh, like a little kitty seat on the back and rode off. Today? Yeah. How did he look? Looked good. Isn't that where Lakeup plays basketball? Lakeup's, uh, yep, Lakeup's got, Lakeup's name is on the menu. He's got like some special menu items that are on there. So his, uh, I think his pickup game starts at like 6:30 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Then he swings by there and gets a smoothie. I think is how it goes. Yeah, I remember day. running into the Olympic uh, psychologist. Yeah, you never you never know who you're going to run into. You there. Never know. <laughs> you, you, you never know. McCaffrey. Yep. yep. Uh, Lakeham. That's right. So Tito's ham. You got a toast today, or uh... um, I I, I got to give him credit to go on the road. And to win two games in Philly when the team had been dominant at home. And I've not watched much Diamondback baseball. That dude, Keigel or whoever they're bringing out in the yeah. seventh or eighth, it was fucking, I mean, he's like Nastier and Mariano Rivera. I'm not saying he's a better player, but I'm saying right now with that guy, he's unhittable. All these guys are on pitches that are just like, it starts over here, it goes back over here, it comes back over here. It's crazy. Well, I don't know what is going on, but there, there is something really powerful when you interview like one of the stars of the little engine that could, that isn't a Bryce Harper or a Trey Turner. And the guy just goes, I can't believe it. I'm going to the world series. There's like a little kid yeah. element to yeah. I am going to the world series, even though this guy literally just looked like Mariano Rivera. 
he, you just can't concept like he's like I'm speechless, and it's just it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Now, it's not r- ratings wise. I, I don't know if Rangers D backs is exactly Dodgers Yankees. Not Fox's favorite but, choice, probably. Yeah. No, I, 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 I destroyed the NBA last night though. Uh, what game preceded? What was on before the Warriors? Uh, Nuggets Lakers. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nuggets Lakers. Um, I uh, I really wanted the Phillies to win for the soul. I didn't want the World Series to be played every game in a dome. I didn't want a full dome. The Phillies crowd. I don't know if you did. You happen to see? I just texted it to you. The video of like the local iHeart radio station in Philly when did man on the street interviews outside of the stadium last night, and After- it is so brutal. Like truly, a twelve year old kid is like, uh, Trey Turner fucking sucks. Get him the fuck out of here. Like that shit. Trade everybody. Nick Castellanos, get him out of here. This is unacceptable. Like that's the reaction coming out of the stadium yesterday. Pretty incredible. Two days hey, after that, that, that Kygo guy, that Kygo guy who was throwing pitches I've never seen before, went right after Turner and Bryce Harper back to back enormous outs. I mean, that, that's six hundred million dollars worth of hitters. How about when they showed the one pitcher earlier in the game and they're like, uh, we go down to Matt Weiner for more. And Matt's like, well, guys, uh, at every level, the Diamondbacks put this guy in big spots. And then they like show the triple A championship game as if like that prepared him for this moment, you know, (laughs) and he passed every test with flying colors. Like, okay. The best part about baseball strategy in, especially in an elimination game, but I think you'll both, you will be like this from the first pitch game one is who was calling it was a smoltz or whoever was in the booth was like you know when when musgrave has it he's mowing you down but when he doesn't holy moly it could balls are like bouncing off the dirt before the and you know the guy goes like a batter they yank him out it's just it's one of those you're just you're all in it's like an nba you give you a couple three-point shots you miss them you're coming right back to the bench yeah, yeah. in baseball and they hands. go right to the pen it's like we'll give you these two hitters but if you ain't gonna throw a strike by like the fourth pitch, I might yank you before you even finish the batter. Ginkle. That's what I love about the. There's something special about the baseball playoffs, the pace of a baseball well, game, because the lead up to every pitch. Totally, and that's where it's like you don't have to speed the game up in the postseason because the drama is unlike no. anything. And I think it was Smoltz that said at one point the Diamondbacks bunted a runner to second. It was either Smoltz or Darling. I that game was on. Oh, it must have been Darling. That game was not on Fox. That game was on Turner. That was Brian Anderson. And Ron Darling goes, uh, it's funny. The playoffs, it looks like a totally different game. Like, you don't see anyone get bunted to second during the regular season. He's like, and then the playoffs come, and they play a different sport. I'm like, yeah, that's... Farhan just puked in his mouth thinking about a bunt moving a guy over. <laughs> was that before or after he signed his contract extension? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good to I know Bob. Okay with Bob. I don't, did you hear Bob? Did you hear anyone what Bob well, said? I, I saw some clips, but I, I, I do think we learned a great lesson, and we've learned this lesson over and over now, really our entire lives, but it's been at the forefront since the access we have to social media and stuff. Yeah. Any public company, any team, don't believe a fucking word they say. When there are rumors like, oh, they're kind of friends, but things are getting weird. And then they come out like, Bob Melvin is our manager. We love the guy. And then two weeks later, the dude isn't just on another team in the same division. Like, it's just with no compensation. Their GM came out like a week ago or two weeks ago and specifically like publicly said. Yeah, they just put out a statement. We just get lied to constantly as a fan of sports. <laughs> I remember somebody saying at the time, like, so 24 hours have passed since AJ Preller says Bob Melvin's coming back and Bob Melvin hasn't said a word. Pretty suspicious. That was a pretty poorly kept secret, wasn't it? 
Um, I'll tell you the why even the, why even come out with a statement? I I never understand that in sports. I, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know it. some sort of weird leverage thing. I, but you didn't get compensation, so I don't. Um, I'll tell you the the thing. The one thing from Bob I loved 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 because he talked about like some years you got to rely more on analytics, other years it's you got to adjust, you got to dial it back. One thing I heard Papa say was that it's not that Bob didn't like the analytics in San Diego. He didn't think their analytics were as good as the analytics Billy and his and David Forrest and Farhan were giving him in Oakland, which is an interesting, you know, not everyone's got different ways, but I'll tell you my favorite part of the press conference, because this is like, no, I'm there's a new fucking sheriff in town and I'm not here to just like, Hey, is everybody in the, you guys all like me? You guys good. They said somebody at, they said, Bob, you normally wear number six because your hero, Steve Garvey wore number six. Did you see this? No. Like, but there's a player, Casey Schmidt wears number six. What number are you going to wear? And Bob goes, he looks at his back. He goes, what's on my back right now? What'd they give me? Farhan looks, he goes, six. Bob goes, I guess I'm six. No, like, well, I'll talk to Casey. We'll see whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, Casey's got it. We'll have a conversation. But not like, we'll have a conversation and I'll give it to him. Like, general gets the nice, the general gets the good tent, basically. Well, I, thought and it was, it's like, I thought it was pretty. Casey pretty, who? Like what, what? What? This is fucking not. This isn't Bryce Harper or Aaron Judge here. Like, I'm sorry. Beside Logan Webb, no one gives a shit about any of these guys' feelings on that team. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, yeah, he, I, he, I'm sorry, Buster Posey's not here, and I'm not. It's I'm no. not taking 28. Was he there actually though? Like today? No, no. Yeah, Buster's Buster's <laughs> been around. Yeah, Buster's around. Bob Bob. Is that Kawakami tweeting? He like oh. moved back. I mean, is he? Is this guy like the assistant GM sneaky right yeah, now? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm right. So that was the other thing I liked about Bob, and then we'll get to Brock Purdy. Bob said he never – he goes, I never talked to Buster, ever. When Buster was a player and I was a manager, we never talked. He's like, you know what? And I like that. Buster wasn't there to, like, hang out and meet people. Buster had a job to do. And, and that's what professional baseball – Was Bob a catcher? Bob was a catcher. Yeah. Yeah, catcher, Bob. I To me, like, vote, obviously, Bochy. Six and zero eliminations game. Boom. Like catchers just play a different sport than everybody else who just is worried about how many they have enough seeds. And Lucy, do they have enough Lucy? Dot com slash ham, uh, in their pocket. You know. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, because I think Bob looks around. Like, I love a manager that gets pissed off at the modern game, but also knows the modern game. I, I just well, I also like. And listen, we need to get back to this because fans like this. The NBA has lost their way on this. They like it when players don't like each other. When everyone's friends, it's not a great for business. You know, and, and the the NFL, clearly guys are friendlier now. It's just communication, tight end university. It still doesn't feel buddy-buddy during the game. You can't buddy-buddy right? during the operation. Yeah, it's just like I'm still defense. trying to hit you. Yeah, it's like, Miles, we're buddies. <laughs> so, so it's just, I, that happens sometimes in practice. Like, hey, we're not going that hard. It does yeah, not yeah. happen in the games, and you have to maintain that. And, and I, I still, it, it it gets my juices flowing when you get a clip online and you see like 1983. It's like uh, just an all-out brawl, and you're like, oh, God, this looks violent. Bochy and Flannery, John. <laughs> yeah. Remember that clip? I'm with you. And it's why, like, there's got to be this happy meeting between you're not allowed to throw at hitters. But what comes out of, like, guys getting thrown at is, is like, the core of what people want in a sport, which is fucking, like, we hate each other. Like, that's what college football has, right? It's, like, real animosity. 
Rivals. When you say Nolan Ryan and, and Ventura's fight is one of the most legendary clips in baseball you history. Know, Robin would call it a fight. Nolan would just call it <laughs> an, an ass kicking. <laughs> uh, all right, Jeff. Kind of like the Vikings gave Purdy's head. God, the, the hit. Somebody, uh, Florio put the clip out of Brock getting crushed, trying to go over the top on a QB sneak. Kyle Shanahan revealed on Wednesday that Brock Purdy's in the concussion protocol did not start feeling symptoms until they were on the plane. Asked when it happened, Shanahan said, quote, in the game, end quote, uh, but then later would acknowledge that, yes, it probably happened on one of the quarterback sneaks. Uh, Adam Schefter, despite the fact that Brock is feeling better on Wednesday than he did on Tuesday, Schefter tweeted this on Wednesday afternoon. Brock Purdy's now unlikely to play Sunday against the Bengals based on this trend. No NFL player placed into the concussion protocol this season has played the same week. The last player to be in concussion protocol who played the same week was 2022 when Kenny Pickett had a concussion in week six and was cleared to play in week seven. Tua, I would imagine if we went back and looked, would also qualify, except they didn't say he got a concussion. And I think that this falls under the NFL has a new quote unquote unwritten rule mandate of like, you don't get to have a concussion and play that same week. We can't have you getting concussed and then getting concussed again. Yeah. I, I do think that to a visual last year was kind of a game changer for that. The NFL wants no part of if you get multiple concussions during the season spread out, nothing you can do. But I, I think that it's basically been told once you go in the protocol, you're sitting out a week. And I don't and know. I, if I think it's. I think we're lined up for the Sam Darnold experience. Yeah, I think you're right. Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to add. I don't think they consider this, but they definitely don't want it to happen in any game because every game is highly rated. This game is the big CBS afternoon game on Sunday. This is Nance and Romo. So, yeah. you know, you can't have Brock Purdy slumping around on the field. At no, and because because by the way, when would he play Sunday? The soonest he'd get cleared at this point is Thursday. Right, and, and this is the hard part when you don't know a guy has been concussed. It happened with Tua last year in the second half of the Green Bay Packers. I think it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve game. I forget which exactly holiday it was on. It's one of the worst performances you've ever seen, and then it turned out he had a concussion. And you're like, well, I feel I feel kind of bad, like talking shit about his performance. Let's face it, I, you were thinking it, I was thinking it, Troy Aikman was saying it. Brock Purdy was playing really well, really, really well. And after he got that hit on that play, Scott Raber just sent me the screenshot of a tweet, one of six, two picks. I mean, that's like, I'm not, there's a difference between defending him and like, that's just a fact. He got a concussion on that play. It's not even disputable. Just watch. He gets fucking rocked. And I, I said it at the time, the, the pick, and I had a buddy text me in the NFL, might be on the Niners, that said, I listen, I would lean saying that's on Juwan Jennings. My takeaway is Juwan was not even in the same universe. And Purdy, even when he had been throwing guys open, it was in the vicinity. Yeah, that that yeah. pass, to me, was closer to no man's land than any of his passes when there were other defenders in the way. And it just makes you wonder. The last play, I, I, I defended that, and I still do, concussed or not concussed, he's just trying to get make something happen. But it makes you wonder. And listen, if – this is the toughest part about football. No one, it's such a bang, bang play, especially that like to me, if he's isolated, like if he had been scrambling, 
I think he gets yanked out of the game or something. And I, on think that, a, I think there's a flag also if it's an isolated play. 100%. But on these tush pushes, every play is essentially a tush push in the sense of you can't really see what's going on. The tush push is the most you can't see shit. Even on the Purdy play, you can't really see him. You have no clue what happens. And if he doesn't come up weird, no one knows. So he just keeps on right. playing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame the independent yeah. doctor for not noticing that one. Hard to see when you see it though, and for those when you see it's very very obvious. Posted like the roof cam, basically, it's a really a major hit. It's a really scary hit, and you know every time that happens, you go, you know, we could play the clip of Sirianni saying, "Nobody can do it like we can do it." <laughs> um, part of it is Jalen hurt his his quarterback's kind of getting injured. His quarterback does get hurt. Yeah, and and. Uh, where did you say this to me, or somebody else said this to me? Like, it's a matter of t- like, Kel- it might Kelsey, it, you know, your center could get hurt on that play too. What, the one, uh, one of the guards, I mean, it could happen to any of these players. One thing right? you say In about Hurts, it feels like when they run the play, Hurts is never like exposed on top of the pile the way that Brock was. Hurts seems to get a little lower, but whatever. I mean, it's you, you are, it's why I don't, it's tough because that is the easiest way to get six inches, but it really. Couldn't you get six inches with a guy who's more used to being in that position? I don't could, think. Could you Brock, do the tush push then with Kyle Juszczyk, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyle, I, I don't you know. You want if, me to get concussion? No, but this is what I would say. Like, Kyle is, Kyle, no. First of all, Kyle's neck is strong. Er. Yeah. And I think Kyle, you know, you ball carriers just in that. I don't think Brock looks totally comfortable in those spots. Part of it is just a body mass standpoint. I don't know if you think he does. He does he, no, I don't he think does he does. Not. He does not. Jimmy, Jimmy did, Brady did, Hertz does. I, the, you know who's kind of curtailed and gotten away from this after he dislocated a knee was the Chiefs. Oh, you know, it's, once you something weird happens, that that's a scary play. I mean, you are very, very dependent on that individual, and that's just just a lot of body mass, a lot of power, right? Just because you're not going 90 miles an hour at each other, if I get two semi-trucks and they both go, and I, I put them three inches away from each other, and then I both have them press the gas, still a lot of power. And that's yeah. that's what's happening on that play. Yeah. And ultimately, you're trying to find a seam to kind of jolt through as other people are jolting at you. So I'm with you. 100% no comfort from Brock Purdy. And two, like listen, it's random. Neither of these has been his fault, right? The one... Jwelly or whatever blocking Hassan Reddick freak deal. Now this, but he, he's two injuries now. I mean, he's going to miss a game and a season's worth of games. Yeah. So it's just this is this is also to me. Uh, I don't want to say a referendum, but this is a big moment for Kyle. This is the guy. I mean, one of the most polarizing trades in the history of the league just in terms of everyone having an opinion, not necessarily the impact of the trade happened, was Trey Lance getting traded to Dallas Cowboys. And he did it for a reason, because he wanted this guy to be his backup quarterback. And I've said it forever, and I truly believe it to my core, he liked this guy the moment they signed him. It was a done deal as long as Sam just could walk straight and chew gum. But now we get to see it. And I I always say when everyone's like, well, we're bound to see the backup quarterbacks, I hate that mindset, because then it's like other teams don't have that mindset. But for whatever reason, the 49ers – they always play multiple quarterbacks. Always. <laughs> always. It's why it's hard to envision them with a quote-unquote franchise quarterback. Like these other teams with franchise quarterbacks, like Josh Allen just plays. Mahomes just plays. Lamar just plays. Like, 
I, Lamar's been hurt. I, Lamar's been hurt quite a bit. I know, but still, he plays way more than he doesn't yeah, play. Yeah, he plays I more mean, than nine quarterbacks play. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert's probably a better example than Lamar. Just always plays. Even Joe Burrow, it's like even when he gets injured, he finds a way to get back on the field for the game. Right. And for the Niners now, I mean, if you had to bet, because I think it's very fair to assume that Sam Darnold plays, if you had to put the over-under on Sam Darnold starts this year, if I put it at one and a half, I wouldn't you take the over? Yeah, I would. And now it helps that they have the bye coming after the Cincinnati game. If they didn't have the bye after the Cincinnati game, that would be part of the conversation right now, right? Is how many games he, is he going to miss? The fact that he's already better October 25th than he was October 24th makes you think that two weeks from now he'll be okay enough to play. But you don't, you know. Do you think the league would allow it if in two days, like he's passing the protocol? Um, or if they change the protocol where it's so hard. Yeah, it to feels pass. like maybe they've changed the protocol. Now, Kyle said, like, hey, if he's cleared, he didn't say it this way, but basically, what he said, I don't care if he doesn't practice. If he's cleared, he's going to start. Um, well, he doesn't need got, Kyle, Kyle's wired like it's 1981 and Tom Landry and Parcells and uh, Buddy Ryan. Like Kyle would play if you got concussed yesterday, and th- this is his football mindset, he'd play tomorrow. <laughs> right. I'm just That's just the way he is with football. He's an old soul. And I'm not, I'm, he's no, I mean, Sean Payton, Andy, Belichick, they're, they're all, they are very numb to this all. You just become very numb to it. You just do because they've seen carted off, shattered legs, shattered arms. That you just, I could never get numb to it, just because I, I always went to the mindset of like, well, we're fucked without that guy. Not that I, you're not, you understand people are getting injured. They're just numb to it. Do all. you think it has to do with the fact that you were making fifty thousand dollars and they're making, you know, at the time? Do you think like financial no, I, I think security I, has to do with it? No, I, I think there's a level of the more longer you do something. There are things in that business that you are completely unfazed by. Yeah. Just completely like if you get to anyone in any industry that has, you know, construction, I've seen it first, the cost of delays, people, the people running construction projects are just ready to argue. Like they just, they know it's coming. If you're not used to it, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah, it's I, unacceptable. That's a bad example. Right. Yeah. It's just like, what, what are you no, going to say? Actually, sir, it's very acceptable. This is what happens. You must accept it. That, that, that's a bad example, but there's just, I just think you get numb to things in any industry you're in over time that you are completely unfazed by. And unfazed is the wrong word. Obviously, if you're, if certain players go down, it impacts you like emotionally in your, in your mood, but like you just get used to just kind of moving on. Jeff Schwartz always says like, move the drill, move the drill. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, that's, where that is not true, it's like, well, there are, depending on the team, some teams have two guys, some teams have 10 guys. If Trent Williams goes down, it's carted off a field in August, the practice is ending, right? right? <laughs> now, if Trent Williams, if the four string left tackle goes down, practice is not only not ending, you might not even move the drill. Like, get this yeah. guy out of here and let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, keep your mind moving, focused, Doc. Guys, stay focused. Keep it Next working. We got up. another hour and a half left. Come on. Get a get a sip right now. Get a get a water break. <laughs> There's an open so, yeah. spot. There's an open spot. <laughs> Next man up is a cliche for a reason, right? Because it really is how they operate. Um, Kyle said, let's talk about Darnold. Kyle said today, he's never, I think the way he put it was basically he's never been more comfortable with a player that he hasn't coached in a game than he is with Sam Darnold. 
He's great in the meetings. He comes ready in practice. He was great in, in you know, in camp. Loves him. And as somebody, I, I got to tell you, John, I feel a little like we talked a lot about this guy and we wondered, would we see him? And I was very intrigued in the preseason. And I got to tell you, the more I watch Brock, the more I, I really, I do wonder it. I doubt that Sam Darnold sees it as well as Brock quote unquote sees it. Cause I think Brock sees it really well, but he does other things. Well, so this is, this is make no mistake. What was the quote the other day from um, Greg Olson about PJ Walker? What do he say about him? He remember he said a good game here is worth five years in the league for PJ Walker. Well, this is this is a, a big moment in Sam Donald's career on Sunday if it goes like it's trending, which is he starts for the Niners. I'll say this. Let's use Deshaun Watson's example. He's got two guys who have been defending him now for three or four years, which feels to me, you know, I don't know if you saw you see Quincy Avery and Brady Quinn getting into it. Did I see and, Quincy Avery and Brady <laughs> Quinn get into it, John? And, and I, I often think like if you're gonna die on a hill, like if you're Dak Prescott's uh, quarterback coach or Kirk Cousins, I could see going online and yapping back at people that and defending that. Right? You feel great about the guy, and you think like this guy's getting right. This guy's way better than any of you realize, right? And no one can ever talk about any of the off the field. I always think it's kind of weird to die on the Deshaun Watson hill. Yeah. It's clearly weird, and like, bro. <sighs> It's like he's like oh, that's a that's a low hanging fruit joke. No, it's a real joke. He tried to get a handy from every fucking chick that gave massages in Texas. Like I'm sorry, no one looks at your player the same way ever again. Like that's weird, bro. Like I'm sorry. So yeah, Brady Quinn was taking a shot because he should because that happened. And there's no one is ever forgetting that. I'm sorry, buddy. Butcherbox.com/ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast. Or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at GameTime. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called GameTime. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. 
save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, like, when Carson Palmer's brother, Jordan, I would say is a big defender of Sam, right? Loves that guy. Has been, I, he feels like he's very, very close with Sam and Josh. Well, he doesn't have to defend Josh that often. Josh, a star player, is one of the stalwarts of the league in terms of marketing and more famous guys in the league. Even when he's up and down, like, no one's totally shitting on Josh because the next game he can throw four or five touchdowns. If you are coming to Sam's defense, and I've heard him do this, right? He goes, well, look who he's played with. Look who's coached him. Give him an opportunity. Give him this. And he has this now. That, that's what, what we said about the reason the guy that he Wally pipped. It wasn't even a Wally pip. He just passed, right? It's like, how does it get any better? Get one of the better play callers. You get, yeah. even with Debo, broken shoulder, had no problem waving yesterday to the crowd uh, at Oracle or Chase. But... Debo's out. Okay, who cares? You still got Ayuk, who's a $100 million receiver. Kittle's one of the best tight ends of his generation. Christian McCaffrey is a superstar. Juwan Jennings is, wait till you see his contract in a couple years. Someone, you know, who's desperate for a receiver gives him yeah, it'll three be more than five million. Who, haven't seen Kendrick Bourne in a while. <clears throat> I think he's making plays for Bill. I, he he did make a play last year. <laughs> he did. So they got – there are no excuses with this team of – let's see it. And I'm I'm not going to, like, stamp – like, I'm expecting 300-plus yards and a win. But I am I am positively intrigued. And I, I would expect – as I was told when Robert Sala interviewed for the Jets and told them they were going to keep Sam Darnold, his selling point was the key to this offense – and this is why we complained last week, you can't run it more than you throw it or have that mindset 24-7, 365 when you're losing, what Kyle does, is we our pass-to-run ratio leans run, and then the passes, 25 to 30 attempts max, uh, 15 of those are easy, are easy. Even if the guy's in his face, you can just throw it away. It's not, not trouble throws. It's really... 10 throws, give or take, a game that you really got to decipher and do. Where where if you play for Andy, it's like 80% of those throws are pressure-packed, right? Or you watch the Bills and how Josh plays. It's not layup throws or layup plays. This is. So it, it is a massive moment for this guy. I think it's a big moment for Kyle, too, because he does well, looks well. Told you, motherfucker, so. Shut you know, up. You know, you just made me think, John. Got me a little riled up, but also made me think, you know, there was a an alternative universe where Trey Lance is starting for the 49ers this week to try and with their backs against the wall, right? I, I don't think that universe has existed since March 15th, though. Hasn't since they acquired Sam. Is, I, if he was healthy or... Well, you know, I guess what I, maybe the better way to put it, you're right, 
But there's also just this was the conversation right throughout training camp is what if this moment arrives, who's more ready for it? And if Sam can't do it now with this team, then it's then he can't do it. Right. Yeah. No, he doesn't have Debo. He's got plenty more. And the the, the rest of the league, though, viewed the other guy as a third string. No one was willing to make him their backup quarterback. Right. The entire NFL after being drafted third. No one was willing to trade a pick to make him their backup quarterback. And a backup quarterback in this league is clearly worth a fourth-round pick. Right. right. Every right. team in the league, if I told you, I give you a backup quarterback that you could win a game with, every GM in the league, from the best quarterbacks to the shittiest quarterbacks, give you a fourth-round pick. Without hesitation. And they clearly like, God, I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> they admitted it. The league admitted it. So it's like there's like two separate conversations because the league valued this guy as a not a backup, a third stringer. And then Sam was just polarizing. People just, I think, argue, is he any good? Yeah, some people argue he's that, that it's not a question, that he's just not any good, right? He Kyle Shanahan feels yeah. differently. Clearly. Um, and Kyle, this is kind of Kyle's wheelhouse, right? I, I didn't watch the press conference. I think that's – that's he, the one thing with Purdy, and I would say Sam too, he is not afraid to say pretty bold things. Like That's a pretty bold thing to say. Yeah. I mean, he's coachable. I mean, how long has the guy been fucking coaching the NFL well, as like a the coordinator slash head coach? I mean, he likes him as much as he's liked a guy that he ha- that that he that hasn't actually played in a game for him. But he's had a lot of those players over the years. Jalen right? Hurd. I'm just saying, like, either in training camp or early oh, yeah. in the season before the guy gets to but play. Every quarterback like, does play for him. Every guy in the roster eventually gets onto the field. So he's saying, I actually didn't have that much faith in CJ and Nick Mullins. I don't, yeah, I mean, it, well, he maybe he loved CJ until he played, right? Now we've got CJ with hindsight being 2020. He might change that opinion on Darnold if Darnold throws three picks against the Bengals, who, by the way, he'll change it. We, uh, we can save Bengals stuff for tomorrow, but scored two, like had two awesome drives against Seattle and didn't score another touchdown last two weeks ago. Um, but, uh, you know, that was, an ugly, that was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. But Sam, uh, Anytime That's another elf in the room. Did you see Deshaun's out? They're getting PJ Walker. I mean, they they yeah. could easily win at home. So Seattle all of a sudden, yep. <laughs> you, you fuck up this. Sam Darnold throws three picks. All of a sudden, we look up. Niners are in second place. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be bananas, wouldn't it? Niners are in second place. You go into the bye. You've lost three straight. Darnold ain't that guy. And Purdy, you're waiting to find out is he going to come back out of this concussion protocol. Here's the thing, man. Life comes like, in fast. Brock didn't. Brock didn't get a concussion with the Niners at 7 and 0. Brock got a concussion coming off two losses. So, I thought Brock played well. I did a video, a quick video on Wednesday morning, John. Sports Center NFL Live had this like Brock's first 5 games, first Brock's last 2 games stats side by side. But it's really stupid because when you look at the stats, his Vikings game is much closer to the first five games he played than it is the Browns game. Like the Browns numbers were so bad, 44% completions, four and a half yards per attempt, that it pulls down the Vikings numbers. But the Vikings numbers from a completion percentage and from a y- yards per attempt was like nine. Completion percentage. Was he like 19 was, to 24? I mean, he yeah, was, it was good. So the, the now five minutes left in the game, he throws two picks. But like statistically, it was closer to the first five games than it was the Browns game. But my point is, the Niners are 0-2. He's got a concussion. Here comes Sam Darnold. 
So I don't want to jump too far ahead of ourselves. It'd be a good problem for them to have. I think the worst thing is Sam doesn't play well. They lose to the Bengals. And the easiest thing is Sam plays fine and they win, but no one's talking about Sam. They would take that right now, right? Hundred percent. Sam's just doesn't matter how win the game. Sam can they? If you told him Sam is nine to twenty-five with four picks, but they win the game, take it. Yeah, you got to get to the bye, six and two. You feel really good, all things considered. But there's just the second you get hurt, and it happened already once, and Trey could not walk through that door, right? With Jimmy, Jimmy was gone. Trey could not walk through that door. Um. If Darnold walks through that door, we'll see. We'll see what does, the next, you're saying what, and does and does well and does well. Then here's the thing with the Niners. I was just thinking about listening to you talk. If you just compare them to the Eagles, I think internally the Eagle is an intense environment, right? It's just the pressure, how he's just intense. He's the boss. You know, all coaches are kind of intense, but when your GM is also kind of maniacal in a good way. I mean, he's obviously really good at his job, but it's just, it's an intense office environment. Like it's just tense. I've been there. I know people there. It And it's clearly reaps a lot of positive rewards. I think the Niners, you know, Kyle's intense, but like I said, most coaches are kind of on tilt during the season, whether you're winning, losing, it's just, it's an intense sport, but their GM and just Jed, it's just kind of normal. Other than that, you know, John is going for jogs with his assistant GM. It's just he'd probably just have a cup of coffee with a fan. You know, just they're just very friendly. But the the things around player wise that happen are just constantly bananas with this team. I mean, bananas. You can't. It's not that weird of a story for a guy to get concussion symptoms after a game. Happens all the time. You see it. I'd say once every other week in the NFL, a guy's like experienced some symptoms. It, it's happened a lot. Maybe not once every other week, but it's minimum happened five, six times, I would say this year. So that's that's not that weird. But it is weird given the next guy, how they got to the next guy, the comments he's already making about the next guy. For as good as Purdy's been, he definitely ain't on scholarship. Then if this guy is good and fucking Kyle actually loved him way before he ever loved Purdy, what happens? Only a one-year contract. You just see how things could just kind of grow in weirdness. In a positive, you can be winning and things can stay weird. The Niners have lived through that. Hell, going back to Harbaugh, I would say this generation of the Jed York ownership, when the teams have been good, have lived in weird football while being successful, which is very abnormal because most teams that kind of live in that world typically underachieve, don't have winning records, and then it just falls apart. Somehow the 49ers kind of thrive in football chaos. And, I mean, we'll get into what Kyle said about Steve Wilkes. It's just it's just not normal. Like I, I don't think, for example, the Eagles couldn't live like this football-wise. Like the Sam Darnold, that quote, and then what he said about Wilkes. I, I just think it would it would just get so intense because they're. And I'm not saying Mayoko and Barrows ask about it, but then it just it, it's just a different environment. It, it, just, it just is. I don't know if they're. I don't know if Sirianni would handle it well. Yeah, I, I'm saying regardless, even if it was Doug, a more normal, gotcha. Gotcha. even yeah. keel guy, I just think it's it's just a little more aggressive. A guy when I was there, two reporters got in a fist fight. 
in front of Asante Samuel's locker and he cheered them on. I mean, it's just it's just kind of different world back there. Do you remember what the these guys was? all go to dinner? You remember what they're arguing about? I don't. I, I don't. But fist fight might have been strong. Maybe one. No one connected, but it it got violent. And they had to be in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. And Asante Samuel was rooting it on. It was either Asante's locker or Jason Peters' locker. I mean, it was like a famous player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it was one of those scrums, you know, on like yeah, a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody trying to, somebody's elbow. Yeah, maybe like, yeah, one Mike. of those. And yeah. they already kind of were probably enemies for a couple of years. I, I, Mayoko and Barrows ain't fighting. Uh, this is a good point today. This is a good point here, John, on the stream from Lee. Path to victory, 45 touches for McCaffrey, burnt out by the bye week. Think about that, right? If, if McCaffrey McCaffrey played every snap in a game in which he was not practicing every week in practice, and Kyle said he came out of it just fine, and I was trying to think like what the equivalent of that is, and the only thing I was thinking was I was in the car with Alyssa today, and everything was fine today. But you know, occasionally I don't know if you have this experience, but uh, she will drive close to the car in front of her, and if I say anything, like maybe just back it up a link, car link, you know, it's almost like, oh yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Like we get closer. And it feels like that was what Kyle did last week. Like, yeah, you I know. like driving. I, I'll be honest. I like driving by myself. I do not like driving with a significant other in the passenger seat, getting lectured or definitely being in the other seat. Goes for mothers, goes for fans. I like driving and ideally by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, no one, Alyssa doesn't understand how I can listen to Sirius XM and have a podcast in an AirPod at the same time in the car. It's, other people don't like that, but whatever. Um, anyway, so we'll see what McCaffrey does. Couple you super- just go one podcast here? I go one podcast here, and then you know, radio, whatever that means. Commercial break, turn it up, don't like the topic, what, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, multiple sources. Brian Boucher, John on the stream, says, uh, five bucks, so any chance that hit affected his interceptions? Uh, are you so? Are you firmly yes? Definitely, he was a concussed interceptor, and he's only thrown one pick. Uh, I'm just saying. Just saying I think it's. I think it's fair to acknowledge that that it's the first. Throw it wasn't sure. like his other. Yeah, his other games. I, and I, I'd say the same thing for Tua against the Green Bay Packers last year in the holidays. If, you, if you're playing quarterback with a concussion, especially if you, I think both guys very similar in terms of anticipation, lobbing some balls up. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's it might, you know, the, the processing not of your all, brain, like <laughs> also not big players, right? Like the, the guard got pushed into him. He lost vision, still let it go. Wasn't close. Uh, Matt, five bucks. Uh, FB, is that fullback? Is that what that means? And Mason, uh, especially with a depleted O-line, why use the quarterback? Eagles O-line is stacked. He's talking about the quarterbacks. Yeah, he probably means Jews. Yeah. I, I, I have no problem. Oh. I wouldn't put Mason in this game if he was my last running back. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going even O lineman. I think the Browns did that at the end of the game when they beat the Colts. I think they have a formation. I kind of. I, I had the TV kind of turned down, so I, I don't know if it's like a backup D tackle or a backup guard. They throw him at fullback. It's like. Mm. It was fourth and one. You know, they, that was how they scored their touchdown after they had fucked up the first three from the one-yard line. And it's just like everyone knows what's coming. Like, this ain't going to be some play action to the tackle here or tight end. This is – we're coming Did right up the gut. You know Did it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Raiders still covered that. 
You know what I found out? I didn't know this. I, I think he said it in the post game. You know how we were talking the other day about how, <laughs> uh, John, if you're worried about Lolly moving, I don't think you have anything to be concerned about. <laughs> we got a, we got a pulse over there. She's tired. There's been a uh, lot of people in and out of the house for a couple of weeks. She's, she's used to quiet and napping throughout the space. day. Um, uh, well, oh, the Washington ASU game the other night, college football, Washington pick sixth on fourth down. Turns out one of the reasons ASU didn't kick the field goal to go up would have been 10 to six. They're up seven to six, pick six, five minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was left in the fourth, lose the game. They didn't have enough offensive linemen for the field goal team. That's why they didn't kick the field goal. What's so, worse, that or putting eight men's on defense and just letting the clock well, run out to the two-minute warning? Not reading an eight-man defense, being tricked by an eight-man defense. Yeah. Eight. 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 I mean, is that a lock first down if you have eight men on defense? I mean, it Should better be. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, we don't have any plays for eight men. I don't know who to block. <sighs> Kyle's like, haven't had a chance to scheme this one up, guys. Let's come to the sideline. I got something. I got something cooked up. Don't you worry. Uh, listen to, so there's, there's a Brock Purdy take. There's a Sam Darnold take. We had a lot. I feel like we talk so much about Sam. I got so much Sam Darnold takes built up to get back to, but, um, Matt Mayoko asked Kyle Shanahan about the touchdown at the end of the first half, zero blitz Mooney war and one-on-one. And you said immediately after the game, you didn't hate it. And the more I thought about it, the more I was on your side, like Mooney Ward's one of the top paid corners in the league. You can trust him to go one-on-one. He's got an interception in his hands. Who cares? Now, the counter would be, hey, 16 seconds left. They're in their own territory. We don't need to do it. Like, just safety, just let's protect ourselves. This is what Kyle Shanahan said about would you, yeah. and, um Would you agree to rookie, wide receiver, different? I, I would question it if it's Justin Jefferson. I'd be like, that's pretty unfair. I yeah, mean, I would agree. Easily with, beat anybody. Yeah, I would agree with that. My, my, ultimately, where I fall, though, is I still don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is shit happens. And there's no reason not to give yourself the safety, literally the safety of a safety of somebody else back there. Just what, did, what, what did USC give Jordan last year? Was was a couple million dollars? It was, it was a substantial oh, amount of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know he was promised a lot of money. What he got, hard to say. Yeah. But had to be, yeah. I mean, he was the Blitnikoff Award winner. And wasn't like necessarily looking to leave Pitt, even though he yeah, he yeah, he did go in the portal and then decided to go to SC. But yeah, all right. Here here is Kyle Shanahan on the play at the end of the first half against the Vikings Monday night. Yeah, I think he he knows you guys. I think talk to him tomorrow. Uh, he knows he messed up on that call. I have no problem with zero blitzes, um, um, especially when people need a lot of yards. You know, if you need to get twenty yards to kick a field goal, I have no problem with a zero blitz. Um, but I do when there's 16 seconds left. And I, that's where he lost track. There was no necessary need for that just because of the time. I have no problem with the call. Gotta, but, I mean, I have no problem with that play call. But when it's that time, you can't do that. That's not an option. Hey, Manning said uh, that Kirk Cousins told there you. Him. That's, sorry, the rest of that doesn't matter. With that play call. But when it's that time, you can't do that. That's not. Go back to the beginning here. He knows you guys, I think, talk to him tomorrow. Uh, he knows he messed up on that call. I have no problem with zero blitzes. Um, um, I mean, that's where you beep, 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 beep. Here comes the bus. I don't. God, that was. Maybe they have just a very transparent relationship, but I, I didn't expect to hear that from Kyle. I think there's a there's a balance here as someone who was critical of like why these public companies and 
teams have to just lie to you when they know there's going to be a breakup. Like Bob Melvin's not coming back. You do not need to put out a statement. And then there's, you clearly have conversations behind closed doors that, that you don't need to tell the fans slash the media in a press conference. Like every coach talks to their assistant coaches about like, we got to do this better. Yeah. I fucked up there or the head coach saying I screwed up there. I shouldn't have told you to do this. I don't need a breakdown of that. And coaches don't give you that. That's what this one feels like. It could have just been to me, the coach speak on this one. And I've always appreciated his candor candor in terms of like that to me is too much. Like that's, now I don't respect. I, do I know? Think this guy knows what he's doing? As a as someone DM me today, they're like, "Do you understand? Last year, when Steve Wilkes was running the defense, the Panthers offensively and defensively were not good. And then Steve Wilkes gets the head coaching job. He gives the coordinator job to another guy, so he's just the head coach. And then they played better. I got the and same I, DM. To me, oh, I so did not Kyle, know like, Kyle. I mean, you knew I, it. I think less of Steve Wilkes. I don't trust Steve Wilkes before this. And now that I know that like you're having these conversations, I don't even think you totally do to have a comment. He wasn't what what, what were the exact words? The time he, he, he kind of unsure about the time. Lost track of the no, time. That, sure that the time. He's sitting right there. It's fucking. No, you guys. I think thirty seconds left. Yeah, that part, John, was like wait, he's been a head coach. If nothing else, being a coordinator after being a head coach, understanding clock time management like uh, yeah, everyone uh, knows the time that there's he knows you guys i think left. talk to him tomorrow uh, he knows he messed up on that call he knows i think you guys are going to talk to him tomorrow in other words like well tomorrow he's going to be real sorry don't just but you guys will hear that from him tomorrow i have no problem with zero blitzes um um nobody thought you did especially when people need a lot of yards you know if you need to get 20 yards to kick a field goal i have no problem with the zero blitz um but I do when there's 16 seconds left. And I, that's where he lost track. There was no necessary need for that just because of the time. I have no problem with the call. Got to, but, I mean, I have no problem with that play call. But when it's that time, you can't do that. It's not an option. This is from the, from the, from the coordinator who got told in a Super Bowl by his head coach, whatever you got to do, dog, right? Uh, that's, I think, I, I, I don't know. I, I, look, I, look, I look at this guy differently than I already did. And I already questioned, like, is this going to be smooth? What was Tomlin's thing to McVeigh? Anyone can get an average player to play good, but being a good coach is about getting your top players to play elite. Yeah, all the time. he just used great. It's like, it's like anybody can yeah, get a B player to play like a B player, but getting your B player to play, getting your A player to play like an A plus player, like that's the impressive part. All that's the, the time, right? All Consistently. The time. Yeah. And your your hundred twenty five million dollar man has two and a half sacks the last like ten games, and since the six you've been coaching them has looked nowhere near like the other top guys that we watch all these games. And by the way, he made a comment himself the other day, like, yeah, you know, we're usually a, a four-man pressure team, but this year it's different. Yeah, this ain't going well. And I know statistically, I saw some people tweeting, you know, before this game where they ranked, it, we're just watching the game. And it clearly looks different. And the last year, everyone knew we had a star here. D'Amico Ryan's like a rocket ship. I would say this is trending comments like this. You can see one and done on the table. I appreciate the transparency and the candor as well, John, but I wonder if Kyle would regret it if we showed him that clip now saying that the way he said it, because it just puts Steve Wilkes in a bad spot. He just put him in it. Maybe he doesn't care, but I do think he cares. I don't think he wants to embarrass <laughs> Steve Wilkes. I don't, he's got no, you know, Kyle is not a messages through the media guy. He talked, so, I, I, of course, that's not. I don't think he's that. embarrassing him either. I, I just think that he's just. But that is embarrassing. I mean, weird way, like, like he, he, he doesn't care. 
I know. I just don't You'd think be a little embarrassed case. if you're Steve Wilkes and you're like, you just told everybody I lost track of time. He when you replayed that, yeah, he didn't. He the way he kind of re-listened to it. Okay. He doesn't say oh, Steve. Uh, he Wilkes. knows he messed he up on that call. I have no problem with zero blitzes, um, um, especially when people need a lot of yards. You know, if you need to get 20 yards to kick a field goal, I have no problem with a zero blitz. Um, but I do when there's 16 seconds left, and I, that's where he lost track. There was no necessary. We lost track. Yeah, or he lost track of just you can't do that in that spot. I don't think he means he lost track of. He thought there's four minutes left. Like I, but again, that's how everyone's going to take it, and that's I think, all that well, matters. This gets back to what lost. I said about Philly. You, you say this if this was if the Niners were the equivalent of you know one of the powerhouses in the Northeast, New York, Philly. I a lot of people this won't be that big of a story besides like locally and like the way we talk about it. I think it would be huge. Yeah. Well, but what I would say is he doesn't I don't I don't take it as Steve Wilkes thought there was five minutes. I take it as he lost track of the situation. That's what he's saying. Now is he saying we the the one thing in another scenario, I might wonder like, was Kyle paying it like was Kyle off talking to the quarterback right then? Probably not in the end of the game situation. He probably wasn't right in that spot. The head coach is man. There are times where the offensive head coach is off. Doing no, because they're not getting the ball back before half. But in that spot, I would imagine he's paying attention to the field. Yes, yes. Does Kyle? But you Jar- also can't micromanager micromanager defensive coordinator constantly. You don't have time, right? When you hear the call go in, it's already out there. They're hurrying up. Like you don't have time. To I stop think this is this is this is officially now a problem, and this is something to monitor. It goes back to Bosa saying it. Uh, and let's face it, once he gets paid that much money, they don't fire players. And I'm not saying to fire him, but he's if he doesn't like the guy, he will not be the defensive coordinator here long. Simple, right? You agree with that? If Bosa goes after the season and this, I hate this guy, Steve yeah. Wilkes is not going to be there. Yeah, Fred Warner. And it doesn't Kyle. feel like Nick's that way. I, 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 the way Nick said it after the game was just a scheme that's not really how we play. Now, I, if I was going to defend Steve Wilkes, I'd be like, hey, Nick, you need to. Let's get a little more pressure there, buddy. And all the other seven of you guys. Hey, Javon, we're paying you a lot of money. The guy they replaced you with in Philly is getting a lot more pressure than you currently. Well, like like you said. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just, it's just, just, it's a little rocky right now defensively, which it's always been the other way, right? It's been a rocky quarterback situation, offensive injuries. Defense is something you always could rely on. And right now the defense doesn't feel reliable. When they were getting smoke like that on third down constantly, it's one thing Mahomes or Elway or Brady. Cousins looking at that level what was a little, I would say, jarring. It was, but it also... And he's he's kinda, a good player, but he he owns you. Well, you said it, I think you said it Monday night. It might be the best quarterback performance you face all year. We'll see. You play good quarterback still. In the regular season, it could... At the end of the year, we could look back at Lamar and we'll see what Burrow does Sunday and Hurts and... Gino and all these games they still got to play and go that was the best quarterback performance we saw all year that could well, be if I tell you Lam- if I tell you Lamar if I tell you Joe Burrow if I tell you Jalen Hurts before that game had ever been played Monday night go 35 of 45 for 378 yards you're gonna go the Niners gonna lose yeah right you're gonna, you I'm gonna say how do they only score 22 <laughs> And even if I don't even tell you the score yeah. or how many touchdowns you throw, you'd be like, well, I would assume they scored 43. Yeah. I would excuse well, how many touchdowns, like four. Well, the other thing situationally, when he talks about like that, we lost track of the the time, whatever, 
Like, it's third down and long. There's 16 seconds left. Don't need to pick it off. Like, Mooney Ward, you're a vet, and I know you said it to me, and you're right. Like, nobody does it. Or maybe Jeff Schwartz said it, because I saw it earlier on Sunday in the Colts game on, like, a third down and long. Deep ball to the end zone. Dude intercepts it on, like, the three-yard line and starts celebrating. It's like, no, bro. Knock it down. They got a punt from the 40. But uh, same deal. I know nobody does it, but in that spot, knock the ball. It's, you don't need to pick it. Actually, if you intercept it, it's bad. I've come around. Bad situational football all the way around. It, I, I would say it's not bad on the pick because you're probably getting the ball back better than where you would get it on a punt, you would think. I mean, they yeah, still he'll, he's thinking, take it, take it back to the house. I get well, it. He already, not even that. He'd already had a pick. He's thinking, well, pick number two. he already <laughs> ripped away a pick, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he thinking, uh, whatever his incentive is, it's eight picks probably for a million bucks. Like, yeah. Shit, I'm about to get my fourth up in this bitch. Yaffe says, hey, guys, why would Shanahan pass on Jim Schwartz? Doesn't like I don't him. think he wants a big ego defensive coordinator. It would be a pretty pragmatic move to take Jim Schwartz away from the competition, right? If you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. But Jim tends to – he was in Philly. Was he in Philly when you were there? No. No. He was Jim Doug. Jim tends to be around the head coaching job halfway through every season. That, he, that he's... Yeah, I think it was halfway through Doug's first year. There was a lot of like, could Schwartz be the next guy? It's like, well, who, like, who brought that up? Why? How is that? Why is that a thing? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Someone grab uh, Jim's phone and scroll through some text messages. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, Jim Schwartz is the man burner account. Um, I just think this is this is this is something to keep a very close eye on, though. This yeah. is something to keep a very very close eye on. And in fairness to Steve, th- there was a lot of pressure with this job. Like, would Vic Fangio took over? No pressure in Miami. Worst defense in the league, and one of them last year. Just get us back on just track. Thankful right? to have you. Everyone's happy you're there. Yeah, thank you, Vic. Thanks for choosing us. Yeah, it's Steve. This is this is a pressure cooker, baby. I can. Anything less than a Super Bowl championship at the end of the year, it's going to be devastating for this group. Yep. Think about that. Yep. That's what you're coming into. Uh, comment for five bucks. If Darnold starts, he has no excuses anymore. Has the coach, and even with an injured roster, he has the coach, and even with an injured roster, still better than uh, three phase, in all three phases than his past. By far and away, the best team he's been on. It's not week one, so he's been on this team now for a while, right? He's seen it. Uh, yeah, it's a big moment. I'd have to break down the kickers he's played with to to validate that statement. All three phases. Um, Graham Gano, who who is in Carolina? Well, well, Zane Gonzalez says they got him from yeah. Carolina, right? Gr- uh, Martin Gramatica is that who he was with in the Jets? That's a good question. I, I don't know. It feels like Folk was there in the early 2000s. Folk. So uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I, I, but you you can never just say confidently all three phases. That's a good point, John. Yeah, <laughs> with the 49ers. we I think we'd have to look Probably at some numbers. Of, likely, it's not all three phases. There's a year where he had better special in, teams. Yeah, in fact, he probably definitely played on a team that tried a lot of field goals and did a lot of punting. Although, you notice who's been really good is Wisnowski's been he, He's good. He's good. I, I'm pretty sure early in his career, DJ Moore returned. Because Maria, it's fascinating to watch games with 
with girls, women that like sports, but just football is pretty complicated, right? Yeah, if you don't, I mean, there's just a lot going on and just trying to explain Ray Ray's not the Niners best return guy. It would immediately be Debo or Ayuk, but you just, you can't put those guys back there, right? Like every team, their best return guy in 2023, back in the day, occasionally like Dion would do it most of his career. But nowadays, like the moment Honey Badger or Deshaun Jackson or whoever plays other positions, it's like, I can't Odell Beckham. You no longer do that. Like the Niners would be dramatically better on special teams if Debo Samuel was their kickoff returner and Brandon Ayuk was their punt returner, right? They would just be way more of a threat. Yeah. I mean, Debo would have Drake some plays. played on kick it. cover. Yeah. So it's just the Niners. Ray Ray's not bad. Like clearly to me, Ray Ray is more than functional as a return man, but he is not the 49ers best. Just like if we went around, like, I don't know who Miami has returning punts, but Tyree Kill would be the best punt returner in the NFL immediately by a wide margin. You, but you never just, you can't risk say, it. I like Ray Ray. I think Ray Ray has been like a really good pro for them. I, I agree. Ray Ray. I would say you never feel like he's about to like, oh, he might take one here, but most guys don't. You know, it's just no, you, you feel like best case scenario, maybe he breaks a tackle and takes it 20 instead of seven, right? What round do you I mean Zachariah Branch is gonna be a first rounder in two and a half years. Uh, at this rate. I would say long way to go because he's pretty small, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But and I, I think historically like guys but guys like him think about Tavon Austin, some of the guys, some of his yeah. comps. Do you think there have a, been a lot of little guys? Who have been beyond special in college? Tavon Austin is Tavon goes second. Remember round? how good that guy was in West Virginia? Tavon, yeah, I do. I think he went like ten. Oh, Tavon went tenth overall. I I think. Or oh, okay. Maybe twelve. I I don't know. Way higher than you realize. Tavon Austin went eight. Wow. What's the little guy from Washington? Where'd he go? John Ross. Yeah, nine. Eight, not seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. So the I think there's a fine balance of the small, skinny guy. For every Deshaun Jackson who weighs 170 pounds, there are a lot of guys that get overvalued and then are disastrous. Ted Ginn. I mean, I bet Ted Ginn in college, like pound for pound, right? But, there Ted, but what did Ted turn out to be? An elite special teamer. No, there's nothing. I, I'm not saying you can't, but if and you also had a do-over, you take him in the third round. Yeah, but this is is this evidence that he's getting drafted? This is evidence that he's getting overdrafted. "Quote unquote," over. he's getting drafted in the top twenty, right? He might put together a forty time by the time he's, who knows? You're just gonna just have just when it's all said and done, just a fantastic football life is Ray Ray. Played at Clemson, yeah, in the peak of their dynasty championship, and is gonna have what minimum eight nine year career minimum. Well, he's already, he's already six years in. Played for Steelers Niners. Yeah. Drafted by the Bills, oh, played played for the uh, Bills for a little bit, and then uh, really started playing for the Steelers and obviously the Niners. Where where did he get drafted? Sixth round. Wow. You know he was a productive player. I know for Clemson, forty nine catches, forty nine catches is like I mean he came out early. <laughs> did he really? So hit what was Players his? Like, last Shit, I'm out. <laughs> was his last year? He was pre. Pre Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun would have been. He, he, he would have been. What year? What year? Trevor Lawrence come in the NFL? 
Trey Lance's year, so 21. Yeah, so he Ray Ray got drafted in 18. Oh, so, okay. he, yeah, uh, where where your Deshaun come in? 18? 17? Uh, yeah, because they had one year between Deshaun and Trevor. And then that guy came back, and he thought he'd have a chance to play, and Dabo said no, right? I think he only right. played with – he only played with Deshaun one year. So he he would have played with Deshaun his senior year with that other guy in a middle year, and then he would have played with Trevor probably his true freshman year. Oh, so he was on the national championship team at Levi's that beat Alabama. That was Trevor's Ray Ray was. With, with T. Higgins. T. Higgins and yeah, Trevor two, for freshman. Would have been like January of 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 18... 19, 20. Sometimes football seasons are weird because the championships always happen the following year. I know. Ray Ray got drafted in 18. So that means his last season in Was college would have been the 17th season. And yeah. then it would have been like the 18th January. Right. But they went to back-to-back national championships, right? Yeah. They lost one and then won one. And then they that that the one you went to at Levi's was their second national championship, correct? Yeah. Yep. He had beat Saban and then... They play Alabama again. The other game was again. Yeah, they picked six two on the first possession. I remember that, and it was all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you catch this? Have you seen this story? Somebody on the stream. Uh, I would say most of the names on the stream are somehow related to the word "dick." Anyway, young Dick Dong says, "Is Purdy's elbow fully healthy?" Did you catch the thing that Aikman said during the game? No. That Brock told him that he doesn't have full strength in his arm back yet, basically. Cohen asked Kyle about it today, and Kyle's like, he said, uh, has Brock talked to you about that? And Kyle said, no. Um, <laughs> Kyle looked edgy in the clips. Kyle did look edgy. Uh, or was, but he loosened up a couple times. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, not a hundred percent. Maybe that's the way Aikman put it. Thank you, John, on the stream. Uh, that if I said Kyle told Aikman, it was Brock that told that Aikman said told him that. But you know, I watch him. I think he looks fine. Uh, I also think, and people have talked about this. I know you've, I'm sure, seen it firsthand. Uh, that when you have that surgery or any surgery, really. You're just not, you just can't be 100% eight months later. It just takes time. But there's a difference between not 100% and can't make the throws I want to make. So whether he's 100% or not, let's say he's not, I don't watch him and think he can't make the throws that he wants to make. Although he did not make two throws that he wanted to make the other day, right? The interception at the end, the other throw he tried to make that he did, he could not physically make was the hard eye you in the dirt. That's a, that, that's a really, to me, that's a difficult throw for him. Just with his physical character. Yeah, I'm just saying you gave him Derek Carr's arm. That's a that's a completion, right? Yeah. Or quarterback, pick another quarterback. Because he he just needed really a couple extra feet, right? Yeah, like one more foot would have got it done. The question is, will he make that throw in 2024? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't don't think that's really his mo. Yeah. I'll tell you this: one thing you watch in some of that Seahawks game, you're like Seahawks Bengals. It's like. God, these teams, some of these teams just hit sideline deep balls easily. Bucket shots, you know, like, bam, defender on Tyler Lockett's back, bucket ball. 
And the Niners don't Gino do throw, Gino, Gino, Well, Gino has a better arm than Brock Purdy. Yeah. Gino has a good arm. He, well, he's one of the, I would say he's one of the, I think statistically he's one of the better deep ball throwers in the league. Now I would say that's like his number one throwing. attribute as a passer, yeah. throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. Touch. All right. You know, and just picking you apart. It's not really his game. Anything to add? Buckle up. Buckle up. Steve Wilkes. Uh, <laughs> big game, John. John, this is, woo! Yeah, got a lot more interesting. It, 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 the next Niners season, season went from like undefeated to all of a sudden being nah, five and three. Going known. The it's like watching a uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. You just know like something weird's about to happen. It's every Niners season. Shyamalan? I never know. Shyamalan. Let's go with that. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.